0: lord and heavenly father we praise you father god praise you lord for your presence lord praise you lord for your faithfulness father god praise you father god for you showing us father god that you are our defender father god that lord you are the one father god that protect us from father god who gives us justice father god lord we come to you today lord with this topic lord where everybody, Lord, has gone through something or the other in life, Father God. Some hurts, some wounds, Father God. Some discouragement, Father God. Lord, I pray, Father God, that you speak to each one of us today, Father God. That, Lord, we will, Lord, learn, Lord, to surrender, Lord, our battles, Lord. Surrender, Lord, our rights, Lord, into your hands, Father God. Knowing that, Lord, with full assurance, Father God, that you, Lord, Know how to handle it, Lord, because we don't know it, Father. Lord, I pray, Father God, for you being here with us, Father God. And I pray, Father, for you to surround us, Father God. And I pray that you will speak through me, Father. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Today's scripture will be from 1 Samuel chapter 24, verses 1-15. to It is about revenge and how David handled it. Revenge, it may be one of life's most uh, subtle temptations. All of us probably at one time or another have wanted to get even for being mistreated. We all have been mistreated by someone or the other. Today's culture does not recognize it as revenge. It calls my rights. This is my right. Because they did that, I will do this. God very clearly commands us through the Bible that if we are to be getting even, we are to leave for him to do that he is the judge, that he says that vengeance belongs to him and not to us, and it is his job to defend us, and it is not our job to defend ourselves. So why is God asking us to resist, resist this temptation? Because he knows what that revenge will uh, do to us. Because he knows that we are not capable of handling that loaded gun. Because he knows that when we that what it will do to us and to others when we take revenge and retaliation in our hands. Because he knows that that revenge and retaliation, it is a great poison that will poison us and it will poison others. So how do we resist it? Especially when the feelings are so strong within us. In our passage today, we are going to see how David handles this by being confident that God is his judge. David was wronged by his superior King Saul, even though David has been a devoted servant, Saul had become so intensely jealous of him that he plotted to kill him. At first, he just put him in the front lines of the battle. He gave David the most difficult assignments, hoping that he would become a casualty of war. But when David continually came home as a conquering hero, Saul becomes so outraged that once he actually threw a spear at his young musician in an attempt to kill David, David sidestepped the spear and just excused Saul on the basis of his mental illness. And again, uh, Saul gets his daughter married to David. And again, he tries to kill David and David flees from him. So what I read today was from eight years to 13 years, David is on his run for his life. But Saul would not give up and he sends an army to go hunt down David. David has 600 men, but Saul has 3,000 men going chasing behind David, and David is hiding in a rock. After Saul's return from his battle, this is from 1 Samuel chapter 21. uh, After Saul returns from his battle with the Philistines, and just before this, David was, uh, Saul was in the hunt of, um, of, of capturing David, but David comes so close to him, but he just takes his spear and his mugs and he just spares David's life. So then he, Saul gets the news that the Philistines have already come there. So now uh, Saul changes his chase to, from David to the Philistines. So after he finished the Philistines, he comes back again to David. After Saul returned from his battle with the Philistines, he was told that David has gone into the wilderness of Engedi. So he took 3,000 special troops and went to search for him among the rocks and wild goats of the deserts. At the place where the road passes some sheepfold, Saul went into the cave to go to the bathroom. But as it happened, David and his men were hiding in the caves. Now it's your time, David's men whispered to him. Today is the day the Lord was talking about when he said, I will certainly put Saul into your power to do with you, to do with as you wish. Then David crept forward and quietly slit off the bottom of the Saul's robe, but, but then in his conscience began bothering him. I should not have done it. He said to his men, it is a serious sin to attack God's chosen king in any way. These words of David persuaded his men not to kill Saul. So why did David act that way? Why did they, because he took God's word seriously. He knew vengeance belongs to God. David knew how God said that we are to honor those in authority. For David, that included Saul because he was still the reigning king. It doesn't matter that Saul was wrong about David. It did not matter, even matter that David has already been anointed to be the next king. But David trusted that God will give him the throne when God was ready to do so. David knew that God did not need David's help to bring uh, David to the throne as a king. David knew that, believed that it would have been wrong to help God along in his plans to make him king. In Psalms 57, 1-2-3, David wrote of his encounter with Saul in the cave. Have mercy on me, my God, have mercy on me. For in you I take refuge. I will take refuge in the shadows of your wings until the disaster has passed. I cried out to most High God, to God who vindicates me. He sends forth from heaven and saves me, rebuking those who hotly pursue me. God sends forth his love and his faithfulness. David meant that he was a crazy for not killing Saul when he had the, when he had the chance. What motivated David to restrain, especially considering that he had already been anointed as the next king, that he has been already uh, on the run, uh, fearing his life, because Saul was chasing him for 8 to 13 years. So when David's men even tells him, even gives him the word of God, they tell him that now is the time, David, today is the day, The Lord was talking about when he said, they are claiming scriptures, yes, I will certainly put Saul into your power to do with as you wish. But even though, even in that moment, David does not listen to the people, David's heart is centered and focused towards God and his eyes is fixed on God giving giving him the victory and he is not depending on taking the justice in his hand, not to retaliate, not to revenge. David has taught his whole life on God's word. Touch not, not God's anointed. Vengeance is mine. And because of his allegiance to the Lord and his king, David has been through many years of affliction and peril. God has had been his defender. God had been his shield. God had been his buckler. And he doesn't want to be his shield and buckler. So as I sent in the intro, you know, when the enemy says, Quoting scriptures, you know, here his friends are telling him, quoting scriptures, this is the day the Lord has given to you, take charge and kill David. So how do we diffuse the voice of the enemy to take action into our hands instead of waiting on God to give us justice? I was studying about this uh, bomb squad and how, you know, we all know in diffusing this I've all seen in movie, That how in defusing the bomb, the bomb squad is so very, very careful in which wire to cut. Any wrong way, any wrong wire that is cut, it is going to be instant death for those people who are cutting those wires and the people around them. So the question is, what sets up the bomb of the enemy? Anger, resentment, that's what the enemy wants us to do. That is the bomb he sets before us. And he wants us to retaliate evil for evil, eye for an eye. Anger, resentment, offense, counterattack, pride. And when we respond to any conflict, any attack, any difference with anger, resentment, and counterattack, it's like cutting the wrong wire, and people are destroyed and relationships are ruined. And David knew very well, even when we went to kill Goliath, when Saul gave all his uh, vest and everything to put on uh, David, David was looking like a clown. Because that garment was too big for David. David didn't go against Goliath with all the armory on him. He went against Goliath in the power of God. In the power of his name, he went against Goliath. And today, when God, David could have taken justice in his hand, he knew that black robe is too big for him. That the back, that black robe, he cannot handle that black robe. Because it is not his job to do that. It is God's job. It is a big role to take justice in his own hand. So every day we run into bombs, into potential destruction, and our natural instincts is going to be going to rise up in our pride and fight back in anger at injustice or that words that offend or the people who mistreat us or talk wrong about us. It is our our natural in- instinct to speak, to defend us. And here, Saul had laid down a huge bomb right in front of David, day after day. Saul was jealous about David's success and popularity, so he sought his life. David was forced to live in the wilderness and was running from Saul year after year, falsely accused and tortured by his king. And then came this golden opportunity in the cave, and David was hiding in this cave, and Saul came in to relieve himself. It seemed as if God handed Saul to him on a platter when actually this was the closest David got to the bomb of conflict. But David could kill Saul and free himself from his torture. Instead, David diffuses the situation by letting Saul go. go. But first, he secretly cuts a corner of Saul's, ro- Saul's robe while he is in the cave. And notice the reaction of David even when he cuts Saul's ro- robe. He says, his heart is struck because he had cut the corner of Saul's robe. Even cutting a little on the king's robe was enough of a rebellion for David to sorrow over. Then he completely disarms the conflict. How he humbles himself, calling my Lord and my King. Then he says this about himself in verse fourteen: After whom has the king of Israel come out? After whom do you pursue? After a dead dog? After a flea? Did it diffuse the situation? Absolutely. Notice Saul's reaction. Is this your voice, my son David? And Saul lifted up his voice and wept bitterly. And David re- referenced God so much that he let Saul go that day. And this is what I love in this chapter is, when after he says that in verse 15, he, says, he tells Saul, I'll go from verse 13, As that old proverb said, wicked is a wicked does, but despite your wickedness, I will not touch you. And who is the king of Israel trying to catch anyway? Should he spend his time chasing one who is as worthless as a dog or a flea? May the Lord judge as to which of us is right and punish whichever one of us is guilty. He is my lawyer and my defender. He will rescue me from your power. I love this, even when he is chair, running for his life, eight to 13 years, yet his hope, yet his focus from his God is not wavered. He says, may the Lord judge as to which of us is right and punish whichever one of us is guilty. He is my lawyer and defender and he will rescue me from your power. I love that of David, how he is exalting God, Even in that moment, how his focus, when he's so much mistreated, how he's sticking to the principles of of, uh, not taking that vengeance in his hand. So his goal was to please his God. His goal was to wear that Christian uniform. So our goal, goal also should be the same as David, as that is, first of all, to please our God by wearing the Christian uniform. In order to do do that, it may mean that we have to swallow our pride or put up with unjust treatment. But keep in your mind the goal that we have to wear the Christian uniform and our motto is not to lash out, but leave it to the Lord. Luke 6, 27, it says, but I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you. Jesus repeats a command found throughout the Bible, show mercy to your enemies. Secondly, when you show mercy to your enemies, you rise above them instead of sinking down to their level. The problem is that blinds us today is that we fail to recognize that God is in charge, that he is in control, that he is our judge. Sometimes we feel just as justified to get back at those who have wronged us. We feel we have the right to lash out because someone te- treated us wrong. David did not seek revenge because he did not want to descend to Saul's level. David is say, saying, if I attack him, I'm only sinking down to your level, Saul. There are times when we need to walk away from an argument because if you open your mouth, you will soon be wrestling in the mud. So for us, it is to hold on, the, to put on the Christian uniform is to hold to our integrity. And to keep our focus on our God and on the word and on the promises he has given us that that our Lord will be our judge. That he will be our lawyer. He will be our defender. He will rescue us from any evil's power or any man's power. It is up to him to do what he pleases to do. But it is not up to us to wear the big black robe which is not suitable for us. Which God has not given us to wear the big black robe. That is his, that robe belongs to him. Our robe is only that Christian uniform and nothing else. And when we get into that level, like Saul, the enemy will dig us, drag us to the pit where he dwells. And he will cover, cover us with moral filth. And you will be steaming all night with vengeance in your heart when other people are relaxing. So for us, the lesson from here is to know that God is our lawyer. He is our defender. He will rescue us from the mouths of people, from the people who have mistreated us. Now we are going to learn from David again from 2 Samuel 16.5. This is later after he becomes a king and Absalom occupies the throne. As David and his party passed by a man came, came out of the village cursing them. It was Shimei, the son of Gera a member of Saul's family. He threw stones at the king and king's officer and all the mighty warriors who surrounded them. Get out of here, you murderer, you, you scoundrel he shouted at David. The Lord is paying you back for murdering King Saul and his family. You stole his throne and now the Lord has given it to your son Absalom. At, at last you will take some of your own medicine, you murderer. Why should this dead, dead dog curse my lord, the king? Abishai demanded. Let me go over and strike off his head. No, David said, if the Lord has told him to curse me, who am I to say no? My own son is trying to kill me and this Benjamite is merely cursing him. Let him alone. For no doubt, the Lord has told him to do it. And perhaps the Lord will see that I'm being wrong and bless me because of these curses. Again, he turns his focus towards God. So David and his men continued on, and Shemai kept pace with them on a nearby hillside, cursing as he went and throwing stones at David and tossing dust into the air. The king and all those who were with him were weary by the time they reached Behrim. So they stayed there a while and rested. It, took, it takes a lot of strength to show love someone who's hurting you. And when you you when you yourself are down, and when somebody is coming and talking to you, it is impossible to leave them alone. It's impossible to keep our mouth shut. But again, David's focus, his central focus is on God alone. And he says, and perhaps the Lord will see that I am being wronged and will bless me because of this curses. And, and I love that with David that how each and every time he doesn't take the justice in his hand from these two instances, because he knows that he's that he knows, but this goes completely against you know god's God's promise that if he takes vengeance in his hand, if he takes justice against his, in his hand, it is completely against God what God has promised him. And this goes completely against our human nature. Our nature tells us that you fight, fight, fire with fire. You give back as good as you got. And the only place we can get the strength to resist that fool and the only place we can get the strength to defeat the voice of the evil, to to fight the urge to act hatefully is from God. It to take his strength and his power to do it. And from both the stories, we know who won this battle for David. It was God. And God brings back David here victoriously. And God brings back, uh, takes David to the throne victoriously. Because he did not wear the long, uh, big black robe. Because he knew that was not his position. That was not what he's supposed to do. He was supposed to wear the Christian uniform. And David succeeded. In both these places, when he was mistreated by his own people and by his own king and by his own son, he left the, his, the, the role to defend, he left the role of justice into God's hand. And he saw God coming through for him, defending him as his lawyer. And he, he saw God coming and rescuing him and providing him the power that he needed for that moment. The strength that he needed to keep his mouth shut. And not to retaliate. Not to take revenge. And that is what we have for tonight. Any questions or anything? Okay. I'll close in prayer. Lord and Heavenly Father. We praise you Father God. We praise you, Father God, for teaching us, Lord, why we need to show the other cheek, Father God. Lord, it is so hard, Father God, to turn the other cheek, Lord, to someone, Lord, who is hurting us, Father God. Lord, yet, Father God, you say, Father God, to turn the other cheek, Father God, and not to take the revenge, Father God. Leave that anger to you, Father God. Lord, I pray, Father God, in a Christian circle, Father God, as, Lord, we keep, Lord, the minor accounts, Lord, of people who have done wrong. us, Father God. Then you have called us, Father God, to a major work, Father God, to be the judge, Father God, to look after the orphans and widows, Father God, to be the, bring justice to them, Father God. We are lost, Father God, in this puny, puny battles, Lord, not against the enemy, not against the non-believers, Lord, but against, Lord, our own. Uh, people Father God. Lord the enemy Lord brings such a discord between us Father God that he wants to separate Christians Father God so that Lord he can win he can rule and he can take advantage of that situation Father. Lord I pray Father God with this uh, topic today Father God give us the heart Father God to let go Father God. Give us the heart Lord to not pick up the battles Father God Give us the strength, Lord, to give our battles to you, Father God. Even though, Lord David, Lord, was being chased, Lord, for his life, Lord, for 8 to 13 years, Father God. He did not take, Lord, that battle in his hand, Lord. He did not wear that long black robe, Father God. He knew, Father God, how poisonous that battle is going to be, Father God. He knew, Father God, how devastating that is going to be, Father God. Lord, uh, how he trusted you, Father God, that he took the strength from you, Father God, to not, Lord, do wrong, Lord, towards Saul, Father God, because he trusted in your justice, Father God. Lord, I pray, Father God, give us, Lord, every day, Father God, as we face, Lord, this bombs, Lord, the enemy throw at us, Father God. Give us the strength, Lord. Give us, Lord, the willpower, Lord, to diffuse, Lord, the words of the evil, Lord, to get even, Father God. To say, Lord, it is my right, Lord, to say that I can retaliate because they did this to me first. Lord, help us, Father God, to take the high road, Father God, not to take the low road, Father God. Help us, Lord, to wear the Christian uniform, Lord, every single day, Lord, and to diffuse, Lord, the voice of the evil, Father God, and to live as your children, Father God. Lord, soak us, Lord, in your word and in your presence, Father God. So that, Lord, we can overcome, Lord, the voice of the evil, Father God. So that, Lord, we will not, Lord, be that bomb, Lord, that he wants us to explode, Father God. That we will be people, Lord, who will diffuse that bomb, Father God. And we will not fall, Lord, into His prey Father God. Lord, give us the heart, Lord, to walk the high road, Father God, and not to get into the mud, Father God. Lord, I pray, Lord, make us to know, Father God, that you are our lawyer, Lord. You are our defender, Father God. That you will rescue us from people's word, Father God. That you will give us justice, Lord, when people mistreat us, Lord, in our workplace, in our families, Lord. When we go out, Father God, help us, Lord, not to pick up the small, small battles, Father God, when it comes, Lord, between believers to believers, Father God. Help us, Lord, to pray for those people, Lord. Help us, Lord, to cry out for mercy for those people, Lord. Help us, Lord, to create a heart, Lord, of forgiveness, Lord, right away, Lord, and not to listen to the voice of the evil, Father God. Lord, I pray, Father God, for your strength in us, Father God, to diffuse, Lord, the enemy's voice, Father God. Your strength, Lord, to wear the Christian uniform, Father God. Your strength, Lord, not to take the ammunition in our hand, Father God, which will be devastating, Father God. Help us, Lord, to trust in you, Father God, that you will give us the justice that is needed, Lord for small things and bigger things, Lord, and help us, Father God, to surrender, Lord, that fire in us, Lord, to fight, Father God, the fire in us, to retaliate, Lord, the temptation in us, Lord, that comes so quickly in us, Father God, to to, uh, to slap others, Father God, to do the same thing to others, what they have done to us, Father God, and even more, Father God. Help us, Lord, to not do that, Father God. Lord, you tie your hands and you tie your mouths, Father God, and lord make our hearts lord to be humble before you father god giving us the heart father god to leave it under your control lord knowing lord that you are our lawyer lord you are our defender lord you are a righteous judge father god who will take care of everything father god and i pray father god you breathe lord your spirit into each one of us lord in our next level group father god that we will not lord take lord one and another christian lord as our enemy, Father God, that we will Lord, embrace them, Lord, no matter what they have done to us, Lord. Help us, Lord, to let go, Father God. Help us, Lord, to be the people, Lord, who don't inflict more, wound, uh, more pain to the wounds, Father God, but who will, Lord, will be a bomb, Lord, will go and heal those wounds, Father God. Help us, Father God, to take the high road, Father God, and help us, Father God, To embrace one another, Father God, and to love one another, Lord, in spite of what they have spoken to us, Father God. And help us, Lord, to come and cry out to you, Father God, and not to take, Lord, the vengeance in our hands, Lord, not to take the justice in our hands, Father. In the most holy and precious name of Jesus, I pray. Amen.